0: Well, hey girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she. Top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. Well, hello, CEOs, and as many of you climb that ladder, show up to serve and grow in your businesses, your vision is laser focused on that six-figure mark, am I right? Oh yeah. I remember back to my network marketing days when the goal, the vision, the image in my mind was always ambassador. It was a coveted position where we got to wear that beautiful black jacket, sit in the front row, and call ourselves six-figure earners. Oh. And don't forget the bonus checks. That's a thing too. (laughs) I remember also thinking, oh my gosh, is this ever going to happen? Right? Am I ever going to get there? And that thought, well, it didn't serve me as well as the patience that I also held on to did. I knew I was going to get there eventually. I worked I worked, and I worked, and at the advice of some really great leaders in my company, I put my head down, and I didn't look up until the job was done. Hustle hard, baby. That's what got me there. So 11 months into my business, there I was, standing on stage in front of tens of thousands of people with a $25,000 check in hand and the title that matched the newly formed paycheck in my bank account. What a freaking... Honor. I'm not gonna lie. Probably a highlight of my existence, but here's the thing. I Hustled so hard That I also got really burnt out by the time I hit that goal It took me then 11 months to advance to the next rank when realistically It should have taken much less time based on pure momentum and growth that got me to the first goal, right? but I stalled out and I I might have stalled out, but I hit the brakes even. Big mistake. One of the biggest mistakes you can ever make in business when you are in momentum mode is to stop, slow down and break. So in learning a lesson like that, I know that the number one thing I could have done as I was hitting around that two to five K mark was to begin hiring a team to help me grow while I was still living my life. So our guest today is an expert in this topic as she helps women in business make more while working less. Y'all, I don't know about the I don't know about you all, but I'm thinking did she steal my tagline cuz I think I wrote that somewhere. Maybe here, maybe on my profile, but either way, I love that we have the exact same idea. So I totally get it. I'm so excited to share this. And personally, I'll just say our guest is just the cutest thing. She resides in Cleveland Heights, Ohio with her mini Labradoodle tank. She's an aunt to two beautiful nieces and loves spending time with them and spoiling them of course. What aunt doesn't, right? She's passionate about working out and you can find her at the nearest Orange Theory several mornings during the week. Travel keeps her organized and excited as she loves to learn and explore different cities and cultures. So I'm kind of thinking at this point that she and I are basically the same person. But here's where she gets even more awesomer. So Amanda Hamilton owns a company called Hamilton Ray. Um, Side note, can you love that name anymore? Put that on the baby names list, right? So Hamilton Ray's mission is to provide founders, CEOs, and small business owners with reliable, professional, and trustworthy support needed to effectively grow your business. And I feel this on so many levels. Their goal at Hamilton Ray is to take mundane tasks off of your plate to allow you to focus on what you do best. Stay in your lane, girlfriend. After spending 10 years in a corporate retail environment where Amanda learned how to build efficiencies to save money, she's now leveraging her expertise and skill set to help other startups and small businesses scale while saving time. Because both are super valuable, right? Now, I know there are so many of us out there hiring small and dreaming big so let's make those visions match shall we and maybe even flip that equation around and reverse it hell i'll tell you i was once one of those people like i said in my story earlier so i totally get it so i won't make you wait anymore because this is going to be a download explosion i can feel it we are brimming over with needing this knowledge so I know you're all, y'all are you all are going to love this guest today. So here we go. Miss
1: Amanda, how are you? I am fantastic, and I'm so excited to be here connecting with you and sharing more about why adding an outsource admin to your team can be super beneficial. Yes. Oh, my goodness.
0: I love it. So let's just dive right in. So the woman out there who's listening, if this is for her or not, let's determine who that is. So tell me first and foremost, who you serve and how you serve them.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, we're focused on working with anyone like a small business owner, CEO, founder, startup, etc. cetera. Um, and as we, as you shared, you know, we're really about removing work from their plate to free up what I consider, what I personally consider your most valuable asset, which is time. Um, more time in the day can really allow you to focus on finding more clients, simply just being a better friend, partner, spouse, etc. cetera. Um, and within kind of the different types of individuals we support, we have two different pillars of support we provide, one being a true executive administrative support role um, where we really focus on becoming a true extension of our clients, it's, you know, responding on emails on behalf of them. Uh, managing their calendar, travel arrangements, all of those types of things. Um, And, you know, I think we understand where they need to be more effective in order to grow their business. And we always say, focus on what you do best and let us take care of the rest. Um, And then the second pillar is around where I, you know, we look at supporting others with marketing and content strategies. I think a lot of people find that that is not necessarily their niche or skill set. So we have plenty of people on the team to help support that. And, um, you know, when I say that we have two pillars, that doesn't mean that we can't help with other things. We always say we wear a lot of different hats. So if someone needs a variety of support, we can really integrate and kind of mix and match to really customize a client's need and package.
0: Love it. Yes. Now, what do you actually consider your role to be if you were joining a solopreneur, maybe just starting or starting to look beyond that $2,000 mark, you know, 2k per month? And then what would it look like if you were joining a CEO who has a team and is scaling her business
1: maybe to 10k and beyond? Yes, yeah, sure. So, you know, as I mentioned previously, we really like to work with especially in the initial stages of our clients on how they can find benefit of working with us. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. When I was first starting out, I, I knew that I couldn't do everything and I wasn't good at everything. And so I actually read this really interesting book called Effective Executive. I highly recommend it as a, a good read if you're into reading, but um, I found that I needed to start delegating the tasks that just didn't make sense for me based on my skill set. So. For me, that was social media. I just knew that that wasn't something I was really strong at. And I had people on the team that could come and help me. And so I started to kind of layer more folks on the team to be able to help with those types of things. But so I think in the beginning, for someone just starting out, it's really identifying what are the things that they need to take off their plate to continue to grow and maybe where they find that it doesn't fit their skill set the best. And then, you know, as someone grows, and as more individuals come on their team and everyone kind of like runs together, it's them kind of reassessing what the types of tasks that they can continue to outsource and not only free up their time, but free up their team's time so that everyone holistically has a lot of um, support to provide one another. Um, I think also, you know, where we focus is we try and give, provide every client one, Specific admin um, to each individual client. So there's one line of communication. But what happens behind the scenes is there's so many different people that can support with a variety of skill sets that we can just make a lot of magic happen um, behind the scenes, just continue to support running a business. And so I think, you know, identifying initially what the best things are to outsource, and even if, you know, what you initially thought in the beginning continues to change. We can kind of evolve with that, and it really is helpful um, as you grow and um, build your business.
0: Absolutely! Oh my gosh, those are such great tips. I know starting out, if I had been told delegate the things you don't like in so, in so many of my ventures. I probably wouldn't have hit that burnout phase or even a resentment phase, which is something that a lot of business owners don't talk about. There's burnout, but then there's like the type of burnout that actually brings in such an emotion of like resenting your business and clients for the things that you've actually continued to take on. So really it's your own doing, but it manifests in this emotionally negative state where you're just like, I don't like any of it. When really you do love a lot of it. You just are hanging on to the things that don't serve you. And so thus you're not serving in the way that you probably could be and should be.
1: That couldn't be more true. Yeah, I completely agree with you.
0: Love it. Okay, so what do you think then the biggest barriers are to a brand new entrepreneur in delegating and outsourcing? Like, why don't they do it?
1: You know, I I think personally, I have this, I've experienced this as well, but you're so close to your product or your service, that it's such a huge part of your life. And to even think about having an outsider come in and take control is so scary. And so, you know, I think that something I've experienced myself, even I know others are, is really like letting go of the reins and allowing someone to you know, like allowing yourself to delegate and really hand things off. Um, I also think too, you know, the other piece is really, a lot of people don't know how to identify um, what makes the most sense to outsource or delegate. So in my you know, guidance that I like to recommend people are list out all of the things that you, you do on a day, a week, a month, um, put them on paper and really just like outline what are those tasks that are noise, noisy noisy, mindless work that could easily be handed over to someone. Are there research projects that you're doing, you know, um, making updates to a system or adding in contacts to a CRM, whatever that might be. And really like putting that on paper and outlining where either it's just noisy or mindless, or what are the things that does not fit their skill set, you know, because we can't all be great at a hundred things. And I think really focusing on those few things that you're so good at and really maximizing your efforts there and then outsourcing the rest is what is so important and just like such a beautiful part of this type of uh, a business and being able to like help other entrepreneurs, business owners grow and scale.
0: Yes, absolutely. Identifying is the first step. <laughs> I knew 100% <laughs> when I started this podcast that I did not know audio, like where would I have learned that? I had no need for it in my past life. And so that was the biggest barrier to me starting. I literally put off starting a podcast for months simply because I was afraid of learning the audio. When in reality, once I created my first episode, all I did was find a person who knew how to put it all together. And so I delegated that task out and oh my gosh, it has been, Such a godsend to have somebody to just, like, shoot that off to, and when it comes back, it's, like, shiny and put together and all perfect, and I didn't have to do anything about it, right? Except to pay them and post my episode. So, yes, 100%. So... What about the ladies who are starting to scale out there? They're sensing like that momentum shift. They have people starting to reach out to them. They're rounding that 2K corner and they're starting to reach for 5K months. What do you think their biggest needs are and also
1: their biggest neglects? Sure. So, I, you know, I think when individuals start to scale, this is really when I find that work that they are not normally necessarily best skilled at doing falls to the sidelines. And that's really where putting that list together and identifying the things that maybe are things that absolutely could be passed off or where they're maybe not best suited. And oftentimes within all of that, as you're continuing to grow, you're trying to wear a hundred different hats then your personal life is also being pushed to the side. So it's like this never ending to-do list on both sides of your life, which is then where, you know, the burnout piece of it comes, which is just never good because then I think it's, that's really when you start to pause and like lose momentum. And so I, you know, I think the biggest and most important pieces, especially as, you know, you're continuing to grow is really assessing work that you're handing off as well. So when you do start to outsource, you still have to still do that. You know, check in, and whether that's every month, every week, it really depends on kind of the individual and um, where they are in their you know growth growth plan. But um, assessing what did I hand off and what have I handed off already, and have I am I already in a place where I need to start looking at what I could hand off again, um, and you know. What are the things that are just not providing value to you and where you can focus on, you know, growing your business, building your products, um, you know, delivering more to your clients and not having to like think about the other stuff. So, you know, and I I think that that's the one thing that people get so, um, they almost become in this rhythm of just kind of trying to get the work done and not allowing themselves to pause, think for a moment and say, okay, where I'm really just running too thin right now. What are the things that I need to kind of pass off and get off my plate? And so, which is then I also think, you know, we start to then neglect our personal lives, whether that's, you know, not working out and that's something that might, you know, give you more energy to get through your business through the day or even just like neglecting your friends or your family. And so I, you know, the biggest thing for me and one of the things that I've seen a lot of value with our clients is when they do start to outsource more, when they continue to um, reassess where they are and identifying what makes the most sense to hand off. They see a lot of positives in all aspects of their life, not just growth in their business, but also, um, a a better connection and better, um, relationship with different people in their life.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you don't fill your cup, how are you going to overflow into others? I love that. So, tell me a story, right? (laughs) Pull up on the circle, sit your butt down. Let's have a little story time. So tell me a story of a client who went from starting and scaling on her own, and then one that went from starting to scaling after hiring you. What were the similarities
1: and what were the differences that occurred? Sure. So, you know, I'll share one specific client and just share her story based on prior to her working with us. And then when she kind of came on board, but, um, I have a client and she, she is at this point, she's an amazing life coach. She runs a YouTube channel. Um, her and her business is fan absolutely fantastic. And she delivers to so many wonderful people around the world. But prior to working with us, I think one of the things that she was struggling with and this goes back to is, you know, social media was not her strong suit. And she knew that. And but she didn't know where, what she needed to do, what she needed to learn, but she was also trying to serve all these other clients. Um, She also didn't know what were the best like next steps to develop her business and where did she need to, you know, focus more of her efforts and she just needed more of a collaborative team. And so she's running solo. She had a video editor for her YouTube channel, but overall she just She's scrambling, and she just she was kind of like getting stuck at these roadblocks of not being able to like get over a hurdle to continue to grow, and I think that can be especially as someone that is delivering a sp- very specific service that not somebody else could come in and just do on behalf of you. Um, she was continuing to say like I just don't know how I will ever grow um, unless I'm able to find someone that can really help me you know, delegate tasks or come up with different ideas for business development. So Mm -hmm. when we started, we started working with her, um, just going on a year ago now. And when we first talked her channel, her YouTube channel is, I think around probably 20,000 followers. She's at 150,000 now. So you can imagine over less than a year, her growth is exponential. Mm -hmm. Um, she, and then with her social media, she said to us, I don't know, what I'm doing on social media. So I need you (laughs) to tell me what do you recommend? What types of posts should I share? Should we be posting every day? Um, And really like doing a lot of assessment for her. So, you know, that's where we like jumped in, dove in, learned her client base, learned her, her, you know, her personality, what she preferred, how to communicate with her. And we were able to really deliver what her audience was looking for, but, all of the things that we were doing in the background really opened up When all that time that she was able to go and, you know, add more hours to her week where she could meet with more clients, you know, continuing to grow and develop her overall service. And I think, you know, looking back at both like her Instagram following, as well as her YouTube channel in less than a year, her following has increased over 75%, which is just huge. And we kind of joke all the time because she'll say, I'll say to her, Hey, you need to do this on your social, we need to do more of this. And she's like, I don't know what that is, you do it. And I trust you just like run, go with it and get it done. And which is really fun. And it's cool to be a part of her team, you know. Um, And I think that's one of the really cool parts about being working with a variety of different clients is we're not only learning ourselves internally, we're learning from other clients and like leveraging that as we work with other individuals. Um, And also, you know, we're a part of different teams and different people and um, really feeling that like inclusive environment. So, and that's one of the things that I really like to make sure that we focus on is truly becoming a part of our clients team and like an extension of them because there's something special about that relationship we're building. And um, and that helps with like overall growth and really engaging with clients because if we didn't feel that way, it almost become it's not um, the right, set of relationship, if you will, to kind of like build and scale.
0: Yes. I love that story for two really specific reasons. One, you served a logical brain in there where it's like, if you are just numbers driven growing, what would growing your audience ship, your listenership, your customer possibility base by 75%, what would that look like for you? What if you were able to convert 5%, 3%, 1%, whatever, whatever that number is, what would that be? What would that look like? What would that bring in as opposed to what you're spending on the service itself? You know, that's a huge increase in return on investment. So if you want to go that way with it, that's amazing. And then you went the other way with it in that this client is literally able to say, I don't know, you do it. And there's that level of trust there that, I think a lot of people are fearful that they're never going to reach and yet there it is. Like that's probably just one example of many clients who just let you do your thing because they trust your thing is going to get done and done well.
1: Yes, that I, I, trust is definitely, I would say, the key factor and, um, and not to like, go into detail or anything, but we do throughout like our onboarding period, we like to just do a lot of different that we have a lot of different things within our, um, onboarding period to really identify that trust and show individuals how we can offer that support for them. So, um, it does, it does take, you know, a little bit from both sides, but trust is definitely key.
0: Absolutely. Yes. 100%. So, then what are the absolute top tasks, like the number one, two, three things that you accomplish for entrepreneurs? And what are the ones that you never thought you would be doing, but maybe you've
1: been asked to do? Sure. So um, we, we manage a lot of different things. I would say the top things are probably, the top tasks are probably calendar, email, and then social media, whether in social, when I say social, I probably should say more marketing strategy within that bucket kind of is email campaigns, um, creating social content, running analytics, that kind of stuff. Um, and then if I think about, it's funny, if I think back on tasks that I never thought I would be doing, you know, when you start working with someone, you, you always say, I'm happy to help take on personal tasks because like I said, everyone just needs help across the board. And if they just don't have time to like do some research for something for them personally, you know, we'll happy, happily take that kind of stuff on. But, um, I have, I had, I had a client, I'll just share a funny story with you, um, where they were just running like crazy, just so busy. We do a lot of calendar and email management for him. And, um, this one task, it kind of still makes me giggle today, but he was trying to find, um support with just like some personal tasks and he wanted to purchase new socks and we he was like I need the perfect fit (laughs) he's very particular and the work and and just like all of his things so we spent a ton of time researching what the best socks were and then we did a whole wear test um attached to it (laughs) purchased a variety of them put together a wear test and it really took me back to my corporate retail days because we did a lot of wear testing and I was a part of that process then, which was a lot of fun. And so I kind of, I still laugh about this project today, but it was, it was really cool because, you know, we got to step out of our normal day to day of just calendar and email and really get our creative hats on and say, okay, if we're going to find something, what, what can we do? And what how can we do it well? Um, and then you get to kind of learn a little bit more about your client, what their needs are, what their wants are. And that, and that is really where then you, kind of build that relationship further to also then build that trust with them and so and this is kind of when I say you know an an effective individual an effective entrepreneur or business owner really needs to find more time in their day and if that truly means like having someone manage personal things for them like we can absolutely do that so um you know I never thought I would be doing something like that but it it was a lot of fun and um like I said, we wear a lot of different hats.
0: (laughs) I love that. That is so funny. And if I didn't know that my fiance is not an entrepreneur, then I would have guessed if it was him because he is so particular (laughs) about his socks. It's like, it's really funny. He actually left for Boise. Um, this past weekend, and he er, left for Indiana from Boise this past weekend, and he was so upset because his socks came the day after he left. He bought he ordered new socks. Oh, that makes me <laughs> laugh! I love it.
1: That's phenomenal!
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, he cracks me up. All the all of his particulars. It's it's um it's always interesting finding a new one and how to cater to that. So. Tell me lastly, where in the world do you hang out online? I know you do a lot of social media stuff, so where are you? Because I know that there are too many freaking ladies out there trying to be and do and have all of the things, and they're feeling like a failure somewhere or, hell, everywhere. Where can they find you to help pick up those pretty little pieces for them?
1: Yeah, so we... We have um, a page on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, and then we are on LinkedIn as well. We, you know, we're kind of in all facets of social media. Um, and it, but if someone is, you know, ready for to like, get started with us as well, our website, you we can schedule a discovery call directly with us through there. So, um, and, you know, we're very engaged in all aspects of our platform. So, We're we're available, I would say, i like to say 24 (laughs) seven.
0: Perfect. I was just gonna ask now, what are you currently offering? So it sounds to me like your process is a consultation call first. Is that every
1: time? Yes, what we really like to do is specifically with getting started is we do an initial consultation and we really just, I try and we talk about a client's business where they believe that outsourcing could benefit them, um, where they see the growth of their business going, um, and what potential future tasks could start to play into their work. Because that all of those conversations within the initial consultation will help us to make the right decision, whether it's uh, matching the appropriate dedicated admin on the team that maybe is already existing on the team, or sometimes I might have to go out and... Ha- find the most appropriate person to fit a client's needs. So, um, but yeah, just that initial consultation is our first step in the process. Now once we get through that, we can get started pretty quickly, but we do like to have that initial conversation first. Perfect. That makes so much sense.
0: So I can't even tell you how helpful this has been. I know this information is it's like, it's out there. But to organize it and conceptualize it is a whole other thing. So I know that there are women out there resisting this, right? They're resisting the thing that they know they need. Um, Hello, you need help. So thank you for coming on these airwaves and for having some real talk
1: with us today. It has been so much fun, such a pleasure connecting with you and just sharing our stories and just allowing me to share more about what an outsource admin like it can really offer to anybody. I
0: love it. And I love the name outsource admin. Just in case anybody is wondering, that is trademark pending. Don't take it.
1: All <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> CEOs. Let me just say, as I've said before, in order to own a business, it cannot own you. Right? So think about that. I, you want a business that runs when you're not there. So you can go to the beach with the family, go for a run in the middle of the day, or just go ever, wherever you want to while you still make money, right? That's the dream. The dream is not 60 hour weeks tied to a computer, hair falling out while the kids tug at you and your husband is threatening to go to the beach without you. So if your goal is to truly be a CEO, to exemplify all that she is with a sustainable business that is streamlined and systematized, but still makes bank, then girl, you gotta get a team. Hire smart, hire before you're ready because when you're quote unquote ready, it's too late and momentum is happening without the team to support it. So get it done today, get in touch with Amanda, I will drop all of her information down into the show notes. So grab yourself an outsourced admin today and get started with a call. All right. My darlings, it's that time again to go out into the world, go bigger, outsource, outsource faster systematize all of the darn things streamline the dream and thus make more and live so much freaking freer until next time love you long time what is up my darlings and doers if you loved this podcast please don't leave it behind go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.